It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast on a Wednesday. And as has become my tradition here lately, I'm going to tell you that uh, Brady worked really hard. He made a tab on the Get Stuck on Sports website that says golf outing. Get your team signed up. Um, don't make me nervous by waiting to the last second. Uh, let's get some teams signed up. Let's get going. It's the second annual Get Stuck on Sports Golf Outing. It's coming up on June the 25th. That is a Saturday uh, at the end of the summer, like a week after baseball and softball are done, and we'll be celebrating uh, state champions in all four divisions of both sports. Uh, you two of our of GetStuckOnSports.com. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, We've and, made it two years, which is kind of hard to believe. It is. It's very hard to believe. So let's celebrate it. We had a great golf outing last year. Everybody was really happy. We had great prizes, uh, and we will uh, continue that tradition as well this year over at the uh, Elks. Um, so the uh, the tab is right there. Get stuck on sports.com. You're going to be there later today because we've got four games. So you're yep. going to be listening. Yeah, and we have four games because the weather's been so bad, and yesterday it rained for a biblical amount of time. <laughs> and, Dennis, this has just been one of the worst springs I can remember. What? I don't think we've had a full week where we've gone uninterrupted Monday to Friday or Saturday, depending on the week. We've yeah. had a cancellation every week. Weather-wise, it has not been a good first month and a couple of North days. North Branch still hasn't played a softball game in the BWAC. They will though. They'll they just have to today, play them all in one week. Against Armada, <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. It's it's been ridiculous, and it's been hard to get into the groove of things because it's May fourth. Districts, I believe, um, a pre district game can be played as early as the twenty eighth. That's three and a half weeks away. Yeah, uh, and we may dabble into that a little later in the uh, the program. Yeah, it's because spring sports are a sprint. And a lot of teams, and we can talk about that, if you stumble out of the gate, you're kind of DOA uh, when you get into league play because it's so quick. Yeah, think about it. Like a team like North Branch or any other team in the BWAC that's played zero or one series in softball, they have to get in 14 league games in the span of essentially 20, let's say 23 days. Yeah, and that's assuming that the weather gets nicer here as we go along and we don't have uh, as much issues as we did in April. Right, yeah, because April was just a terrible month. Yesterday was a terrible day. Everything was canceled under the sun. and it's Except just, track. Yeah, except track. <laughs> and it just got a- annoying at this point <laughs> because you want to get into a groove and it feels like we haven't gotten into a rhythm. And by the, by the time we do, it's going to be over. Yeah, that. Yeah, so go to the tab and get to the golf outing. <laughs> anyway, we're going to yeah. be getting there pretty fast. Yes. All right, uh, we will take our first break and then we will come out. Uh, there was some action on Monday. Brady saw a walk off in the Crosstown Showdown, and we'll get to all of that in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, 
Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low e-glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magna International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. 
The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810 810- 987-6400 extension 132 finding that missing shin guard remembering whether it's a home or away game getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day why are simple things sometimes so complicated thankfully with auto owners insurance doesn't have to be one of them we work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like not being that fan oh come on ref that's simple human sense For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. The 0-1 to shot. Hit off the end of the bat that drops in. Coming in to score is Fiedler, and the Big Reds win it. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Brady Beaton's call at the end of the game on Monday. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of softball action, but, hey, the the, the game that did get played that uh, you got to uh, watch, um, which was delayed a week by the weather. Yeah, it was supposed to be played, <laughs> I think, last Tuesday. Uh, and, yeah, that was that was a gong show in, its, of, in and of itself, just scrambling around and trying to get everything done. Anyway, Port Aaron and I took on Port Aaron Northern in – a game of two young teams that are struggling, struggled in the first half of the season. And, well, so PH won 6-5, but it looked rough to start. In the first inning, Northern got out to a a hot start. They were aided a bit by PH. Uh, it was back-to-back singles to start, and then back-to-back errors uh, scored a couple runs. And then Savannah Connors settled down. In a nice way, a strikeout, walk two to load the bases, pop out, strikeout to get out of the inning. Three nothing, so sur- kind of survived a rough first inning. The score stayed there till the bottom of the third when a triple from Julia Gilbert scored a run and Neely redrove her in. The Big Reds would get three more in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, Kendall Mitchell, Delaney Tassie, and Cammy Trendy all scored. Uh, Trendy had an RBI. Neely Reed had a two RBI single. It, it was five three top of the sixth. Northern was able to finally push across two more runs. Uh, again, th- in large part thanks to an error. Anna Hall had an RBI double, but she scored on an error as well. So it's five five. Northern strands the bases loaded in the top of the seventh. And, well, the Big Reds took advantage. A leadoff double from Fiedler, which wasn't a it wasn't a clean double. It was a fly ball that the two outfielders, one thought the other was going to get it, the other thought the other was going to get it, and it landed a foot from each of their feet. Uh, Fiedler ends up on second. She gets sac- sacrificed over. They intentionally walk Kanya, and uh, Kerrigan shot comes fresh off the bench. And with a chance to be the hero, second pitch she sees, 
corkscrews one off the end of the bat, couldn't have dropped it in a better spot between the first base, the pitcher, and the catcher, and they had no chance to get Fiedler at home, and the Big Reds walk off a rivalry win. It was a fun game. It's a big win for Port here on high, but you can tell both these teams are young, and, well, that's a that's a confidence booster for a young Port here on high squad. Yeah, who, whoever was going to win this game – was going to get a, a nice shot in the arm because, as, as you mentioned, I think I think you told me between the two of them going into the game, they'd won three games. Yeah, they have this been, year. both been struggling a lot. Granted, they had been playing some tough competition, both in both teams tournaments this past weekend, especially. But yeah, they had struggled to find the win column, and it it almost felt like a. Not, I don't want to say a must-win, but like a, a conf- big confidence game for both sides. And it looked in the first inning like Northern was just going to slaughter them because Portier on high wasn't making plays. They were walking uh, players. And then they, the, almost the rest of the game, they started to make the plays that they needed to, made the simple routine plays, and it really shut down Northern. Neither bats really got going except for the middle innings for the Big Reds. You know, you look for a little moral victory. So playing a competitive game is good for Northern. But losing on a walk-off, that'll hurt you uh, mentally. And it's the other way for the Big Reds. Not only were you competitive, but you found a way at the end to win against your big rival. You know, and it's a dramatic fashion. I, I don't care if you crush it over the fence or you dribble it out in front of the plate or hit it somewhere in between. When you, you score in your last at-bat and, and it wins the game, especially against the, the team you like the least, um, that that's a nice feeling that they get to enjoy for a little while here. Yeah, so some, some stats for the game. Julia Gilbert had three hits, including a triple, an RBI, a walk. She scored a run. Neely Reed, as I mentioned, had the two hits, a, du- uh, a double, and three RBIs. Jordan Fiedler had two hits, a double, and the game-winning run. And Kerrigan shot. As I said, game-winning hit for Port here on Northern. Shannon Falco drove in two runs, and Mackenzie Shagney had a hit and walked twice. But that was maybe one of the better games I've seen Savannah Kanya pitch. She bared down and threw a lot of outs out of the five runs given up. I believe she only gave up one earned run. She struck out five. Did a really nice job, I thought, on the mound for Port here on I. Yeah, um, and, and again... She's a pitcher that over the the last couple of years, hot and cold. Like Mm -hmm. she has days where you're like, okay, Savannah's got this figured out. And then she has other days where she never really finds it and can be kind of wild. And the the defense um, can sometimes not help you out too. As here, Northern scores five runs and four of them are unearned. Yeah. Yeah, and three of those came in the first inning where – Port here on high could have been out of it. But, again, young players make the simple plays. Don't give free bases away, and you'll improve a lot. And you saw that as a microcosm in in the game, in the singular game. Uh, after the first inning, they gave up the next four innings, didn't give up a run. Yeah, and gave up two hits in the last six innings. The first two hitters of the game had singles. Yeah. So that's a real good recovery. That is a real good recovery. So you look at the MAC standings now. In the MAC blue, where both Port Huron High and Northern reside, they're still near the bottom. Both teams one and four in league. Marine City 
They're four and one, which is a half game back of five and one. Frazier, uh, I believe tomorrow. Um, Frazier's at PH. Gets, yeah, yeah. So. And Northern gets Cousineau. Yep, and Marine City goes to Gross Point South. Um, we were supposed to have Marine City Port here on yesterday, and Northern Atlons Cruz. I don't know when those games are getting made up, but I just know that they didn't play, and Marine City still with a chance to do some damage in the MAC Blue uh, half game out. They'll get another crack at Frazier, so they still control their own destiny in league play. And they're they're playing pretty well like they're 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 a confident bunch they're 10 and 4 on the year yeah and they had a win over richmond yeah they they, they got that dramatic win shoe boy was no hit for a while she was throwing a perfect game there were four outs to go and she had a perfect game mm-hmm. and there were two outs to go and she had a no hitter and deetland not plus she was two outs away from her third straight shutout and deetland ruined all that and ended up in the end out pitching her by throwing a shutout in her own right and, and holding a, a Richmond lineup that's pretty good to four hits. So that was a really big win for them. They've had a couple like that this year. And then they got the win over uh, Marysville the, the very next they had day. a 10-4 win. Yeah, they, they had they, a good week. They had a really good week. Um, um, spe- uh, speaking of Marysville and the Mac White, you look at softball standings there. This is about as close of a Mac race as you're going to get. The top five teams are all within a game of each other. St. Clair, Lance Cruz, North, and Utica are all three and one, so they're all tied for first. Stevenson's three and two; they're a half game back. Marysville's two and two; they're officially a game back. Um, Lakeview's one and three, and Lakeshore's zero oh and five. So those are kind of the bottom feeders, I guess, of the league this year. Um, and yeah, it's 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 going to be a grind. Uh, Marysville was supposed to play Lakeshore yesterday, and Lakeview was supposed to play St. Clair yesterday. Nothing happened yesterday. <laughs> um, I believe their next games will be Marysville's at Lakeview and St. Clair. Um, doesn't look like they play a MAC game the rest of this week, unless, of course, Lakeview gets rescheduled. Yeah. Um, at this point in the season, I'm actually like, I'm actually more excited about St. Clair than I am about Marysville, although I'm not giving up on Marysville. No, I still again, think this is a really good team, and come district time, a really dangerous team. You know that Rathji will take his time. He will play his all his players because that's how he finds out who he can trust in big moments. He's not worried about winning Saturday games. I mean, obviously they want to, but he's going to do it with the lineup he puts out there. He's not going to pinch hit. A, like, let's say he gives good hitter X a day off. Name five of them in the lineup for um, uh, Marysville. And he's hit playing one of the bench players. He's not going to pull that bench player in a key moment to try to win a non-conference game. He's going to let that bench player try to – Make a name for herself in a big moment. So I'm not too worried. The two and two in league play concerns me a bit because they are five and six on the year, which you look at that and you go, oh, wow, they're the defending runner up in, in D2. You think they'd be better than that. But if memory serves at this point last year, they weren't much better than that. I mean, they, they probably had a winning record, but we weren't going, this team's going to go to a state final until really the end of the year when they started to catch fire and found their groove. 
Well, I, I, I again, I still think they're a dangerous uh, team. Uh, I know they were better than five and six at this point last year. I, I don't recall exactly. Um, I, I actually think uh, they they were winning a lot of games at at this point, but we weren't going like yeah, they're a state powerhouse that's going to make this run. They they were, they were just they were they were beating teams and they were taking care of business in in their league. But yeah, like like you said year. said we, you know. We we weren't looking at them as going wow these guys are invincible and then at a certain point they kind of started playing like they were invincible. That's the way I kind of view St. Clair right now. St. Clair is I think playing really ten and six good. out of the year three and one in league and and they've played a tough schedule um, and, and they've beaten some good teams and they've hung with some other good teams uh, and they're getting really good pitching especially from Avery Paul and you know Claire Borg is playing with the brace. She's going to figure it out. She's starting to hit now with power and doing Claire Borg things. And that lineup up and down right now, um, they're smacking the ball around, and they've got that great combination of speed and power. Um, and they're, they're a fun team to watch. Uh, and, uh, again, they're a team I don't want to play in a single elimination. No. No, and both those teams – are in a district together. But those are what the MAC standings are looking like. Do you want to take a quick look at what the BWAC Well, I, looks I just like? I just wanted to... to mention Anchor Bay beat Utica 5-2 to two on Monday, and we haven't talked a lot about them because we haven't seen them, but they're playing really well too. Yes, they're up in the MAC red. Um, the BWAC standings in softball, it's hard to really get a good grasp because Richmond or Algonac's played six games. No one else has played more than four. Elmont's 2-0 in league play. I mean, okay, we know they're good. They're going to play Algonac tonight on Wednesday, so we'll find out more in that doubleheader. But North Branch is another team that we expect to be near the top of the standings, and they haven't played a game yet. So it's, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like there's enough data yet. And like I said, we have three weeks left of the season, basically. Um, And, and I'm really like, we know Richmond is good. We know Algonac is good. We know Elmont is good. We suspect North Branch is pretty good. Um, Armada is not bad. No. Um, you've got Imlay City. We know they're not bad. Right. Um, Crosslex got off to a hot start. They've cooled off a little bit. They seem to be kind of Jekyll and Hyde right now uh, and don't know a whole lot about Yale, but you know, one through eight in this league, there doesn't seem to be a pushover, but those top three or four teams are really good, I think. I mean, okay, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but at this point in in our season, would you be surprised? Like, out of the, I guess, we, we suspect the top four is Almont, Algonac, Richmond, North Branch. We haven't seen enough of North Branch, so they haven't played BWAC, so we'll exclude them from this question. But of those top three, would you be surprised if any of them were at Michigan State in on the 18th? Um, not surprised, no. I think it would be um, – I mean, obviously it's hard to put expectations on saying you should get there because there's so much that can go wrong. But I don't think it's out of the realm of questioning if – 
to say that any of those three, and again, North Branch is still is, has the incomplete on their grade right now, but they're trending that direction. I wouldn't be shocked. And Almont and Richmond are in the same district. Algonac, their district's not what it was last year, but I'm a, I believe they would meet Richmond or Almont in a regional. It feels like one of those three teams would be the one of the favorites maybe to get to East Lansing or at least get to a quarterfinal. The shame of it is that, yeah, along the way, they're going to knock each other off. North Branch is D2, by the way. The other three are all D3. Yeah. So I I just, um, again, I look at like tonight's doubleheader between Elmont and Algonac, huge. And Elmont still has to play Richmond uh, in in a doubleheader. Yep. Huge. They've Richmond and Algonac have already split. Yeah, think about this. So Richmond and Algonac split. Richmond played the defending D two stamps D two champs, jeez, in Owasso and swept them. Yeah, that's one way and they, to look. And at. they beat the D four champs USA, who are good enough to beat teams in higher divisions. So, uh, so that tells you just how ultra competitive the BWAC is at softball. Now let's get some damn games going well, in the BWAC. Here's the thing, though. It, it is very possible that Algonac and Elmont split. Yep. It is very possible that Richmond and Elmont split. And depending on what North Branch is doing, it's possible you could have a three-way tie for the league championship. Right. And the funny part is, so you go back the last seven years in BWAC standings, um, only one time did the champ have more than one loss and it was in 27 or uh, 2016 Richmond went 12 and 2 would you be kind of surprised if the champion was 12 and 2 at the end of the season I'd be very surprised it feels like it's it's going to be 11 and 3 or 10 and 4 with a with a shared title yeah. I would I almost feel like picking an outright champ this year would be kind of the riskier pick than saying then say no, it'll be shared, which might be the safe option. But I don't have anyone I'm going to put my stamp on and say yes, outright champs. I feel comfortable saying that right now. Yeah, well, and again, if somebody sweeps one of these series, then obviously that's going to change the complexion of things. But but still, there there's enough out there that even if if somebody sweeps. You could stub your toe against somebody else. Like you could yep. split a doubleheader somewhere against somebody else. Because again, even even the, even the teams by one of the top. Yeah, players. even even the teams you know in the bottom half of the league aren't bad. No, no, not at all. So um, we had a little bit of baseball going on on Monday, mostly BWAC scores, um, but we had. One max score, which was a little surprising, I guess, to say the least. But it's, I guess, to be expected with baseball more than any other sport. Yeah, um, we'll uh, we'll grab a break here, and then we'll we'll talk about that. And I, I think we'll we'll lead off with that St. Clair game because it shocked the both of us. Um, we'll be back. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, 
the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice and the trail meets its match because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. 
We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Let's talk a little baseball. All right, nobody's been playing better baseball than the St. Clair Saints, except on Monday. Yeah, looks like they ran into a hot pitcher. They drop their second league game of the year when they take when they faced off with Chippewa Valley who I believe I said earlier in the week or Monday or Friday whenever we talked about it last uh, that you hope that they would get a, a big series win against them and maybe even sweep because that is maybe the weakest team uh, in the Mac White but they're still in the Mac White and they ran in to a Red hot pitcher. Kid named Douglas for Chippewa Valley went six and a third innings, gave up just three hits, walked four, struck out seven, gave up three earned runs, but they all came on one swing of the bat when Owen Blank put one over the fence. Yeah, so three, that's all that's that was all the offense St. Clair had. Three run three run homer there, and the Saints end up losing this game seven to three. And it was a game that uh, Jacob Turner started. And usually yeah, he's, he's locked down. Really well, and it well, it was his first bump in the road. He gave up five hits, F- three of the five runs he gave up were earned. Just for the first time this year, a team got to him, and well, yeah, yeah, that happens in baseball. You're not gonna throw a shutout every time, and especially in a tough league like the Mac White. Now, is this May Day DEFCON one for St. Clair? No, absolutely not. Uh, does it make the doubleheader, which I believe is today or tomorrow against Chippewa Valley, that much more important? Absolutely. You, you want to sweep that, take two or three, you survived a series, and in the Mac White, if you can win two or three every day, every week, you're giving yourself a shot, especially after they pulled off a big series sweep against Lance Cruz North. Take two or three. And it almost kind of works. It works like, okay, the sweep gave you a little bit of room for error. It gave you a little bit of credit. You use that up in the first game. You got two more against them. Take them both. You know, just play the way you have been. No shame in running into a hot pitcher. You tip your cap. Say, okay, you got us this time. We're coming for vengeance the next two. Yeah, uh, and again, uh, th- this isn't something where I'm going, oh, oh, the Saints are done. No, I just look at it as going, wow, that surprised me. I didn't expect that. Figured St. Clair would win this 
series, and and they still probably will. They still um, have a good chance to. Yeah, uh, I just it, I just saw that score, and I was like, oh, didn't expect that. And again, that's going to happen throughout the course of the uh, the season. And we all know that the higher you get in the max, that the bottom of those leagues are a lot closer to the top of the leagues in the white than, say, the silver. Yeah. Um, Gross Point North took it to uh, Anchor Bay 10 to nothing, um, and that was after I, I saw a pretty good performance from Anchor Bay at Comerica Park. We, we both did. Gross Point North, a solid team. Yeah. They're both they're tied with St. Clair, by the way, at the top of the white at 5-2. and two. So maybe uh, get a little help from the friends down the road at Anchor Bay and St. Clair can be looking good because they still have to play Anchor Bay and Gross Point North. Those are going to be two really tough series. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't. Like I'm not saying the Tars are going to win the white, but don't count them out a for help the, this week. They're a half game back at four and two, and don't think you're going to play them when that series comes up and sweep them. Right. So um, that's the, the, they're kind of that wild card team that can throw a wrench into things. All right, the the BWAC in uh, in baseball, um, we we've kind of tried to sort this out but Armada keeps doing things I want to talk about them first because when you read this score I, I went oh wow yeah it's one of those things where Armada just keeps getting it done they get a four nothing win over North Branch and if you weren't aware North Branch was in second place at four and two in league and Armada knocks them off in game one at North Branch, Wyatt Waskin went um, went seven innings, four hits, no earned runs, obviously, walked two, struck out ten. That's a hell of a performance in a big game that Armada, when I saw them, they didn't have any players that you looked at and you went, oh my God, you have to watch this kid, he's the next best baseball player, or he does this. No, they, they, they're a team that has a lot of really good players, solid players, but they play smart baseball. They do the little things right, and it's paid off for them now. They're, what, 6-1 and one in league play, and if they can sweep North Branch, they would have already played Richmond, and they would have already played North Branch, and they'd still be sitting in first place. Now, the rest of the BWAC, is hit or miss depending on the team. I believe Armada still has to play Algonac, who is, as we mentioned, a, a team that's just getting better and better, and you saw them. Yeah. You can attest to that. But Armada's going through kind of the gauntlet, and for the most part, they're coming out smelling like roses. If they can beat North Branch in the second game of this series at home, they are really in the driver's seat to win the BWAC outright and even if they stub their toe, they could still get a share of the BWAC title. But we're having to take them more and more seriously. And they were a team that, let's be honest, Dennis, wasn't really on our radar to win the BWAC before the season started. No, not not at all. Um, Cole Mahaffey knocked in two runs for them. Uh, Jacob Dean had a hit in an RBI. Um, Mozaluski had uh, a hit, a walk, and a run. And Eric Rogers doubled in that one. And not to be overshadowed, uh, Brant Primo obviously Again, he only gave up one earned run. He he threw six innings, scattered seven hits, didn't walk anybody. He struck out ten, but he takes the loss in the uh, four nothing setback to Armada. Richmond rolled. They beat Croslex fifteen to one. That's Richmond being Richmond. 
Um, I saw Algonac Elmont. I was really, I wanted more so because we know what Algonac's been doing. Yeah, after that first series, which struggled against Richmond, I believe they've won their last five straight BWAC games now. They're 5-2 and two in league, and they're in a tie for second, I think. But I wanted to find out what's going on in Elmont because Elmont was the team we thought would be doing what Armada's doing. Yes, and, that and they had the chance to do that, and they've been struggling. Yeah, they they have not been good. Um, and I got uh, to see Josh Kasner against Brandon Hunsecker, so I was very excited about that. Kasner cruised. Folks, Josh Kasner was the story of this game. Six innings, no runs, three hits, walked one, Struck out 14, only had one inning where more than one guy reached base. He started the game with three straight strikeouts in the first. Second inning, Hunsecker got an infield hit, stole second, but then it was strikeout, flyout, strikeout. Then in the third, a comebacker, a strikeout with a passed ball, so the runner reached, but then he got another comebacker and a strikeout to get out of that inning. The only inning where he had... Any kind of traffic on the base paths really to speak of was the fourth. First guy gets a single and then promptly gets thrown out trying to steal second. Next guy walks. Then a strikeout, then a single, but then another strikeout to get out of it, and that started a stretch of six straight strikeouts. He retired the last seven hitters he faced. The last guy hit a weak ground ball. Hunsecker hit a weak ground ball to second. That's what, Those were his six innings of work. Hunsecker... Okay, he didn't have command of the fastball. He was about 50-50. He'd blow one by a guy, and then he'd throw the next one off the backstop. <laughs> His curveball was really, really good. But when you're Brendan Hunsecker, you don't want to stand out. You're, you're a big dude, a power pitcher. You don't want to stand out there throwing everybody a curveball. Right. You, want but to, it, you have to utilize the fastball to make your curveball a better pitch. Yeah, but, but it was really his best pitch. Um, on uh, on Monday, and he through three innings, he had to throw a lot of pitches um, and pitch out of a lot of jams and a lot of traffics. Uh, in the first inning, it was single, pop up, walk, strikeout, walk. So the bases were loaded, but he got a strikeout of Jack Cote to get out of the inning. In the second inning, he got a comebacker. Then he walked a guy. Then he tried to pick him off and threw it away. Uh, and then the guy stalled third, Gairaga. So he's at third with one out, and he had to get strikeout, strikeout to get out of that jam. Then in the third inning, strikeout, single, strikeout, but then it was walk, then a ground ball to second that Conger played off his shin, and it pinballed behind first into foul territory. That let the first run score and put runners at second and third. Then uh, they got an RBI single from Andrew Thomason, who's really been hitting the ball hard lately for them and now it's it's two to nothing but a, because of the error both runs are unearned he gives up a, a walk so he's again two outs bases loaded I thought they were actually going to take him out but they let him um, get the final out on a pop-up so he had to pitch out of two bases loaded jams and a runner at third and he gave up two unearned runs but he threw a lot of pitches mm-hmm. over three innings five walks six strikeouts so, like I say, it was kind of hit or miss with with his stuff. And and then the, the big thing that I saw with Almont was the kids that came in after 
really struggled. They will end up walking 11 guys in they six innings. just can't do that. Yeah. So 10 hits, 11 walks, and their defense made four errors. Um, and, and, and in the end, uh, the Algonac just kept pulling away. They scored two in the fourth. They had a big five-run fifth inning, and then they finally walked it off in the sixth on a double by Jake Kasner. But uh, Josh Kasner had the great pitching line, the 14 strikeouts through six innings. Okay, what, six innings is 18 outs? Yeah. So he struck out 14 uh, for for his 18 outs. He also had two hits, a double, two walks, a run, and an RBI. Um, Jake Kasner drove in uh, a couple of uh, runs uh, with uh, two hits, including the uh, game-ending double. Uh, Cote had two hits and two RBIs, um, plus he hit another ball hard. That uh, that was the error that scored the first run. Thomason with a hit, a sack fly. He drove in uh, two runs for uh, Algonac. Algonac's playing really good baseball, and Almont just didn't play a solid game on on Monday, and, and that's why you get a ten nothing score. So if you look at the BWAC standings now through what three and a half series, which BWAC baseball has somehow managed to get every game <laughs> in somehow. Yeah. Like, softball doesn't, but baseball gets all their games in. And softball plays their, their series on one day. We were talking about it. You essentially in softball have seven days of conference play in softball because you just play doubleheaders. Anyway, so in first place, as we mentioned, Richmond, they're six and one in league play. Richmond's five and two. North Branch four and three, correct? They had losses. Let me just double check that. They lost to Armada. They lost. Oh yeah, they split with Yale. That's their other loss. So they're four and three, along with Yale, who's four and three. Excuse me, I I, I have this formatted weird. Algonac's tied for second at five and two. So let's restart. Armada <laughs> first place six and one. Algonac Richmond tied at five and two. I don't know if they if they have tiebreakers. Technically, Richmond swept them, so if you want to say they're in second, whatever. Then tied for fourth, North Branch, Yale, four and three, and Almont Cross Lex are both at two and five. Emily City, zero oh and seven. Yeah. So and Yale beat Emily City by the way, twelve nothing. Yes. Get that one in there. Jack Cavanaugh, five innings pitched, one hit him. Two walks, eight Ks, and he had two hits, a walk, and an RBI. Uh, and James Taylor Barr had a hit and drove in a couple of runs, too, in that one. So, Armada's in the driver's seat. Their series going down the stretch, as we mentioned. Already played um, Richmond, playing North Branch right now. Next week, Armada has uh, – M- or they have Croslex, then they will play – Yale, and then to finish out, they have Algonac, which could be a big series. The thing I would be worried about is Richmond has already gone through the gauntlet. They've played North Branch. They've played Algonac. They've played Armada. So they've played everyone with a winning record outside of Yale in league play. Their road gets easier as other teams' roads get bumpier. And you know the talent, as I said before, the ceiling of Richmond might be the highest of any team in the area. They're going. I. It's going to be tough to see them dropping a, a game really the rest of the way because they have been absolutely dominating teams. In fact, I believe that game against Cross Lex, they won what fifteen to one. 
Yeah, fifteen if, to one was. If I were, if my stats are still correct, that's the first BWAC game where they've given up a run that they actually won. Because <laughs> every other game they won was a shutout. Yeah, and the two games they lost were what four to three and two to one. Yep. So yeah, that's the first game where the other team has scored and Richmond has won. So think about that. Uh, and it's more likely Richmond uh, in league games runs the table than it is Armada will. Yes, but again, Armada has earned a little equity, if, especially if they can sweep North Branch. I'm not saying Richmond, they're going to have a tough game against Yale, but the rest of their series, I mean, they play Croslex again. Croslex is a young team. They're struggling. Um, they're not going to repeat as champs. But it, it's looking like it's a three-team race, and North Branch or Yale, if they get hot, could insert themselves, especially Yale, who has two games with Richmond and has two games with Armada. They still kind of control their own destiny as well. Yeah. Um, and and th- they have been the surprise team for me. Armada? Uh, yeah, Armada. Yeah. I, I just didn't know about them, um, and they're playing they really good play baseball, and it's time to take notice of it. baseball. Um, and and this, they still have a game here with North Branch. This is a big game. Yes, it is because if you drop this one, all of a sudden you have if Algonac can beat Almont, you have a three-way tie through. Well, this is essentially the halfway point of the season. Everyone's played seven games. Yeah, and then and then you know as you're looking at it, you're like, okay, I I, th- I think we can handle these guys but we got Algonac at the end and Algonac's really playing well five straight wins in um, league and and if you're you're Richmond you're going okay we just need our maid and Algonac to split and yeah, just, we're back in the driver's seat if yep, we take they care just of business need everyone else to beat each other up and they if they keep playing at their peak I don't see them being anything less than at worst 11 and 3 at the end of the year but you got Yale sitting out there going hey we can throw a monkey wrench in and this. the other thing is look at what happened to St. Clair you face one hot pitcher yep. and it derails what you think's going to happen but anyway all right couple other baseball scores um Sandusky beat Marlette and swept them 11 to 3 and uh, 2 to 1 and remember Marlette was a semifinalist last year Sandusky's got a, a good team this year um we hope to get mike gallagher on sooner rather than later to tell us what's going on in the thumb but i don't know if it's uh gonna happen soon uh yeah technical problems are fun so (laughs) the way we're even recording this right now are um kind of i don't like technical problems but way we have to get this done but anyway don't want to bore you because we have one more segment and we don't want you to turn this off before then so <laughs> yeah by, by talking science all right uh we will take that break and then uh, we'll uh, come back with our final segment in a moment buying or selling a home you need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one o'connor realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes o'connor realty provides access to free no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees located at 2801 gratiot boulevard marysville give o'connor realty a call at 810 364 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from Certainty Roofing. 
Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, 
Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Uh, no, it's not too early to start talking about districts because I think it was in our our open that you mentioned we basically got three and a half weeks, and then they can start playing pre-district games. Right. So think about – so with one of the rule changes um, that was put in place this past year is – well, this – this past year like a month ago um the usually the pre-district games had to be played the tuesday after memorial day like that was set in stone that's the day you're playing your pre-district well problems arose now that within the last when did the pitch count come into play i mean even when i was in high school there wasn't a pitch count so the last eight years it's come into play and when we ran into the thing last year if your district's on a friday which a lot of the districts tend to be on that if you have a Tuesday pre-district and you throw your ace and he goes over I believe 75 pitches guess what you don't have your ace for the district tournament part which really puts a handicap on playing a pre-district game so now I think they said it can be played anywhere that Saturday Sunday or Monday or maybe it was the Friday Saturday or Monday either way it can be moved around I believe the 27th or 28th is the first day you can play a pre-district game it's the fourth right now. So we are really, like, if this was basketball season, we'd be saying we're coming down the home stretch. Yeah. Baseball, we really only got started a month ago. April 4th was the first day we started doing live coverage. A couple teams played games in late March, but not a lot. So, yeah, districts are coming in, and, well, we're going to have some good ones. Do you want to start baseball or softball? Uh, let's start with the, the guys this time around. We always right. go ladies first. So with baseball, the district, there's one that you look at and you go, bang, that's the big one. And that's District 59 in Richmond. Here's the district. Armada, Marine City, Marysville, Richmond, St. Clair. Now, even before the season, you go, oh, Richmond and St. Clair are in the same district. Armada's already beat Richmond in Richmond this year. They're it thrown in there. Marine City's not a slouch. And Marysville, they're having a down year. But you know what they have? A couple really nice pitchers that on any given day can give a lineup fits and might not win a district, but could at least knock a team out that didn't expect to. Yeah, they they always we how many times have we said it? Like, oh, pitching line like that. That's good enough to win a ball game. Their issue has been hitting. They've basically got 25 days to figure that well, out. And I believe it was Caleb Dolman's first year as head coach or second. They won three games in the regular season. They ended up with five, and the last two were in districts. Yeah. So and won their district. Yeah. It it it, it can happen. It's that that's not a slam dunk for either Richmond or St. Clair. And I'm telling you right now. Before the season even started, Richmond had visions of getting back to where they were last year, um, and St. Clair... Uh, They're mad that they 
didn't win a district game last year. Yeah. They lost in the pre-district to Lutheran North. And they've got to be feeling like, hey, we're good enough to make a run at this. Yes, and I believe the district draws should be soon. Usually it's around this time we get them. Um, I, they, I don't see anything on the front page of the MHSA site. For, so. for me, the worst case scenario would be Richmond and St. Clair pre, on a Tuesday on a Tuesday pre-district game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be horrible. That would be a. I mean, a great game, but a it would be horrible. Final quarterfinal quality game being played on a Tuesday to see who basically. I know it's not a play-in, but it's essentially a play-in game yeah. to the district. But really, what combination of these five teams would you? like to see in a pre-district because Armada as we just documented on track to if they don't win the BWAC a top two or three finisher in the BWAC Richmond and St. Clair we mentioned Marine City's in a fight for the MAC gold Marysville mentioned struggling so what combination of those four teams do you feel feel is quote unquote fair to play in a pre-district game I think um for me and because the first time through Marysville not only beat them but they mercyed them. I'd like to see the Marine City Marysville rematch be there and then have my two semifinals. The winner of that game plays St. Clair and Richmond and Armada, Armada rematch. Get a rematch get the and then match. those two winners play for the district title. I think that would be the sweetest setup for that district. All right. Um, the Port Huron area schools, they are down in Anchor Bay. It's high and northern along with Lance Cruz. Lance Cruz North and Anchor Bay. We know Lance Cruz North and Anchor Bay are two really good teams. Uh, it's it's going to take a, a good effort for either of those two schools to get out of there. Yeah. Because that's just a talented district. They, they've been struggling. Uh, again, I, I think Northern has the talent. But, uh, again, the the hitting seems to go hot and cold with them. I have them in a doubleheader against Port Huron High today, and I'll have the conclusion of that series on Friday. So three games against a team that we've noted struggles a bit pitching-wise. Now's as good a time as any to get the bats going. Yeah, that, that's the big thing for PH is just the depth at, at pitching. Um, and, the, you know, they, they struggle sometimes throwing strikes. So here's an interesting just district. I'd say Algonac's the favorite. This is in Brown City. Algonac, Elmont, Brown City, Memphis, New Haven. Yeah, it just the, – the, the other teams just don't seem to be um, huge threats the way Algonac's playing baseball right now. But, again – we don't really see Brown City. We don't really see Memphis, so we don't really know. But we've seen Algonac. I've seen enough of Algonac that they're good. Josh Kastner is an ace. Yes. Josh Kastner is a good pitcher, uh, and he mauled Elmont the other day. He's got a firm fastball. Um, he throws a little smoke. He's got breaking ball, change. Uh, he's He's got it, and he's got great movement. Yeah, he'd be a front-end guy for – anyone in the area uh here's basically the other parts of the BWAC they're all thrown into Yale Croslex Emily City North Branch and Yale in the four-team district which is fun because it's all the local teams and everybody's pretty familiar with one another certainly all the BWAC teams know one another that that's that'd be a fun district and I believe the winner of that plays the winner of the 
Richmond district. So we're basically guaranteed to get a team into a regional final. Yeah. Which is a regional final that starts the day on a Saturday, which I still don't like. Yeah, I don't like their super region or whatever they, they call that. They play that. a pre-district. Or the pre, they play the first round of the regionals on a Tuesday instead of playing the quarterfinals on the following Tuesday. To do with pitching, but it just moves the problem from one week to it's Yeah, and we talked about it because then you have that Saturday where you can win a regional and, and lose a quarterfinal in the same day. Two years ago. Yeah. yeah I remember we were talking to uh, Coach Rice. He's like, everyone's celebrating. Yeah, we won a regional. It's like, yeah, we have another game to play. Yeah, and it's the quarterfinal. Yeah, it's a, for the right to go to Michigan State. It's it's a really weird thing because you can do something great and then you leave a bitter taste. You have no time to enjoy it. Yeah. Which, so I, I don't like that setup. I like the old way where you played out your regional and then the quarterfinal was a couple of days later. I, I get the whole pitching aspect of the thing, but um, doesn't mean I have to like the setup. <laughs> yeah. So um, speaking of Cardinal Mooney, they are in a district with at least teams locally. They're coming north because they either go south and play a bunch of teams that have 18 words in their name yeah. or they come north and they're coming north. They're in K-Pack, Dryden, Mooney, Peck. Mooney's the favorite until someone beats them. I know Peck's supposed to have a decent team. Mooney's the favorite until someone beats them. Yeah. So that's about it for the boys. For Did I miss anyone? Can you think of? I no, that's the basically the yeah. Back. That's basically who would be covering in the the early rounds. And again, of the we're going to try to get Mike Gallagher on sooner rather than later. He's been on top of basically all of Sanilac County yeah. in in baseball and softball. Okay, real quick for softball, um, the big softball district. Well, one of them is very similar. Uh, Armada, Marine City, Marysville, Saint Clair. Marysville's hosting this district. One weird note. Richmond baseball, D2. Richmond softball, D3. Yeah, that's like... We had that anomaly with uh, Marysville basketball where the boys were D2, but the girls were D1. Yeah, the girls got hosed. Yeah. So, Armada, Marine City, Marysville, St. Clair. Yeah, that's going to be a really fun district. Armada's probably the worst team there, and they're not a bad team by any stretch, and I put worst in, like, quotation marks. Yeah, we don't mean that as a, as a slight. We mean we have to say that they're, you know, you you have to be honest and say, well, we like St. Clair, we like Marysville. We really we, like Marine City. We really like Marine City. Um, so that's going to be battle-tested going into that dish. Yeah, and they can hit. They can. And, and they have some wild cards to pitching. So that should be a fun one. That's a nice, clean four-team district. So no pre-district in that one. But here's one that we have some local teams in it, but this is a two-team race, if we're being honest. Almont and Richmond are in the same district. They're joined by Oakland, Christian, Memphis, and New Haven. It feels like it's, okay, let's pray Almont and Richmond get put on opposite sides of the bracket and end up at the finals. Yeah, there's a pre-district game in that district. It so long as it's Almont, not Richmond and Almont, I'm fine. Which, let me ask you this little side tangent. I They don't use MPR in baseball because they're not required to put scores up. They're not... Why do you like the random draw, or would you rather have what I would like to propose? Is something they do. I believe they do it in tennis. I know they do it in wrestling. Get all the coaches in the same room. 
or get them on a Zoom call together and go figure out the seating for the district. You're, you're not leaving this room till it's, you have one through five, yeah. and you just have them go there because coaches, for the most part, are honest. And if you have three or four good teams, it'll sort itself out. But in a district like this, there's no reason why Elmont and Richmond should be on the same side of the bracket. No, and I, I, I like uniformity, so the way they're doing it and with, with the NPR, I almost say let's figure out a way where we can get that all the way through in these sports because I do think there should be a seating and clearly Richmond and Elmont, you can fight over who's number one and number two when they play each other later. But one of them's got to be number one and one of them's got to be number two. Yeah, and then if it doesn't work, then, I mean, I just think that's the easiest way. Um, The random draw is fine um, as long as it's random for everything. Like the big complaint in basketball is and hockey is, well, you do it for one and two. Why not just use the thing for the whole bracket? But I wouldn't mind seeing just basically the coaches, the head coaches for those five teams are the committee. You put them in a room the week before and say, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, speaking of BWAC, uh, Algonac goes kind of on an island for their district. They're hosting it. But their district is Clawson, Clintondale, Bishop Foley, and Madison. Yeah, I know. Again, those Mac schools don't really pose a threat to me. I don't know what Bishop Foley's doing in softball. Sometimes they're decent. So that's District 88, which I believe they match up with District 89. And this, or that's what I think, but there's no way that's true. Because here's what District 89 is. Bath, Leslie, Perry, and Stockbridge. That's interesting. That's a long ways to go for a regional. There's no way that's where they match up with, right? You wouldn't think so. Because, I mean, District 90, who would match up with, um, well, if this is right, because 88 matches up with 88, 9, 91 ma- or 90 matches up with 91, they wouldn't see a Richmond until possibly the quarterfinal. So that can't be right because... 90 is in Lanesburg, and 91 is at Burton Bendel, which makes a little bit of sense. But, yeah, that just throws me off a bit because if Richmond is District 92, they would match up with, you would presume, District 93, which is hosted in Pinconning, which is Bay City, All Saints, Hemlock, Pinconning, Saginaw Lutheran, and Standish Sterling. Hmm. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. And I think Pinconning is uh, decent too. So. so that's yeah, that just threw me off a little bit. And North Branch, by the way, back in D two, they're out in Linden. They take on Lake Fenton, Linden, and Ortonville, Brandon. And so that, they, that's they a tough west, district because we know west, Linden is good. Yes, west for softball, east for baseball. So did I did I miss a BWAC team? I feel like I did. I mention I did not mention Yale, Goodrich, Emily City, and Cross Lex. So they flipped Goodrich and North Branch in softball. See, and I'd rather see Goodrich stay out with Linden. With Linden, and that that's close to home for them. And North, and North Branch should play with the BWAC schools. I'm sure it's not easy to district everything, but we have a very big variety between softball and baseball. Sometimes I envision a room with a map on it and guys throwing darts. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you have to do because you're never going to get it perfect. Um, again, hopefully this 
the draw comes out. Who knows? I'll say this. We'll put this episode out. It'll come out, I don't know, by noon. And by 1230, they'll go, district draws released. And we'll have a whole segment of useless information. That's all right. It happens sometimes. You got anything else? I have two games between Port Huron High and Northern tonight, Wednesday, starting at 3.30, both those games at Northern. And then tomorrow, we'll each have a Northern or High softball game that I believe we'll have to double-check the schedule. But one of us will be at High, one of us will be at Northern for softball. You have what is maybe one of the biggest softball matchups of the year, Almont and Algonac in a doubleheader in Algonac starting at 4 today. And then... Yeah, we'll tell them where we are Friday on Friday because I have the conclusion of the High Northern Series, and I believe you have Croslex and Marine City, City baseball. baseball. Yep. All right. And I'm at the PH softball game because I haven't seen them yet. Oh, all right. Then I'm at Northern. Then. Yep. All right. So anything else? And plus, Randy Shaggy doesn't want to see me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That he's just he says you're bad luck. He says I'm bad luck. <clears throat> all right. Well, uh, that's. That's that then, uh, and we'll uh, talk to you again uh, with uh, a couple of doubleheaders on the GetStuckOnSports.com this evening. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.